Welcome back to the Bears Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Marshall. As always, today we're going to talk about the defensive backs to wrap up our review of the Bears roster. But before we dig into that, we're going to talk about something the Bears just did in the offseason to tick me off. So I don't know if you've been listening to the news lately or not, but the Bears ended their off-season program, their virtual off-season program, early, a week and a half earlier than was uh, the time allotted for the NFL to do this. Uh, why? I, you know, Matt Nagy has reasons. They accomplished all the football things they wanted to accomplish and whatever, but I just don't get why you would end a week and a half earlier than the rest of the league. Nobody else in the league is doing this that I've seen at least. And it just doesn't make sense to me. It's and especially in the off season, your time with the players is so limited by the, 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 the current agreement that the NFL has with the NFL PA that you got to take advantage of every single opportunity that you have with a player to improve both sides, what you're doing with them and what they're doing for you. And, to just give up a week and a half just seems bad to me. I mean, I, I, I can't think of any any reason why you would. It, even if you've gone through every possible thing that you can from a football perspective, there's other things you could be doing. You could be having them you know, videotape their workouts. Then you could go back and review how they're doing. You could have them uh, take quizzes online. You know, you could you could create your own quizzes these days online, so you could quiz them about formations and responsibilities. There's so many things you could be doing with that time, and to give up a week and a half of the precious time that you have in the off season with a player, to me, is just negligent. And it's not just negligent in general. It's, to me, it's especially negligent for a, a staff that touts themselves as being. Uh, innovative. Be innovative with that time. Find something to talk about and to do with the players. Don't just waste it. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the DBs. So as I was going through this, I found that a lot of the statistics actually can be transposed between corners and safeties, even though the responsibilities are a little bit different. Um, but we'll talk about that as we talk about the players. But the stats we're interested in today are defensive snap percentage, which again is how much they're on the field, uh, able to help the team. Uh, for uh, corners, target rate and uh, tar- and uh, quarterback rating are going to be the, the top two keys that we look at for that. Uh, for safeties, it'll be solo tackles and uh, uh target rate and then uh, um, rating to go on that. So the safety, is, as we hopefully know, is a little more geared toward uh, stopping the run than the pass, but they're very heavily involved in pass protection as well. And then obviously corners, if they miss their tackle, they better be making, miss the, the uh, interception or the pass defense, they better be making the tackle. And they're also expected to help in the run game. So that's why it there's a little bit of a mix in, in how I'm going to evaluate these guys. Okay, so let's start with the corners. Our gold level player is going to be Stephen Gilmore from uh, the Patriots. Our silver level player is Kyle Fuller from the Bears, which is good that he's uh, rated that high. Uh, both these guys made the Pro Bowl last year. Um, our defensive snap percentage for those guys, uh, we're looking for uh, 90 to be gold level. Anything over 80 to be silver. Both of those guys meet the gold level. 
uh, Gilmore with 94 and Kyle Fuller with uh, over nine, almost 100% of the snaps. So very good participation from both. In terms of target percentage, uh, so this is where the one real difference between how I'm going to evaluate corners and safeties appears. Uh, corners are obviously going to be targeted more um, than safeties. If I look at the targets uh, count, um, they're both over 100 for these players. And you look at the safeties, and our top safeties are, are seeing less than 50 uh, targets. So uh, that's our primary difference there. So with that higher amount of targets, the target percentage is going to be higher, right? So uh, anything over, anything under 11%, we're considering gold for our corners, and anything under 15%, we're considering silver. Both these guys make the gold level. Uh, Gilmore is 10.6, and Kyle Fuller is 9.9. .9. So very good in uh, limiting how. Uh, often they're per, they're targeted, meaning that they're in position well to make a quarterback want to throw the ball somewhere else. Where the big difference between these two players is is in the opposing quarterback rating. So uh, both guys were targeted over 100 times. Uh, Gilmore only gave up uh, a quarterback rating of 44.1. Uh, we're setting 40 as our gold standard, 60 as our silver uh, 80 is around average for a quarterback, so middle-of-the-road quarterback is going to have around an 80 quarterback rating. So we want our gold and silver to be higher than that, right? So uh, Gilmore, gold level of 44. Kyle Fuller has a long way to go on this. Um, even though he's in good position to make you not want to throw against him, but when you do throw against him, you have a high success rate. He's giving up a quarterback rating of 102, which... 102 in many years is actually the best quarterback in the league. Uh, so a lot of work to do there, but still a quality player. Now Kyle is obviously going to be our number one starter going into this year. The question is who's going to be the starter opposite him. Prince Mukamara um, didn't have his contract renewed. Uh, just a quick look at how he stacked up in those those uh, categories. He was in the silver level for snap percentage, and he wasn't even in the silver level for anything else. He uh, played 83% of the snaps. He had a target percentage of eight. I'm sorry, which actually would be a gold level on that. Um, but he only had a 105 opposing quarterback rating, which is even worse than Kyle's. Now, uh, before next offseason, I'll investigate this further. It might be the type of defense they're playing. I think that Stephen Gilmore plays a little more man coverage than the Bears do, um, or at least the Patriots do. So that might be why the discrepancy there, but I'll investigate that at another time. Anyway, Amukamara is out. Who's going to be in? The top candidate is going to be Jalen Johnson, our rookie corner um, drafted this year. Uh, other guys that they brought in to compete are Artie Burns from the Steelers and Xavier Crawford from the Dolphins. Uh, the Bears have a number of other guys on the team. Uh, Buster Screen, Kevin Tolliver, uh, are the and Duke Shelley are probably the most well known out of those out of that group. Tolliver is an outside corner, so it'll probably be a competition between uh, the two guys they brought in from the outside, him and Johnson, for that spot. 
uh, Screen and Duke Shelley are going to battle it out for the slot corner position or the extra defensive back when uh, they go into the nickel defense. Um, screen is going to have the edge there. But let's go ahead and talk about those guys. So like I said, Jalen Johnson was a draft pick, and he's going to get the top chance to, to be the starter against uh, uh, Kyle Fuller. He was drafted in the second round, so he's going to get every opportunity to be that guy. Uh, Artie Burns, he, he only played 6% of the snaps last year. Xavier Crawford didn't play any. Uh, he played four snaps last year, so I don't really see those guys being real competition for that spot. So that's really all I'm going to talk about for those guys. Uh, Kevin Tolliver is going to be his real competition. He played 16% of the snaps for the Bears last year, uh, but he was targeted 21% of the time. So, you know, you don't want a starting corner to be ta uh, targeted that much. Our silver level is 15%, right? And uh, worst of all, uh, the quarterback rating against him was 122.4. Uh, didn't make many tackles either. Uh, one note on Kyle Fuller, he actually led the the defensive backs for the Bears in tackles, which surprised me a little bit. Um, but again, that might be the nature of the Bears playing a lot of zone as opposed to a lot of man coverage. So finally, the in-corner, inside slot corner position, sorry. Um, that's either going to be Duke Shelley or Buster Screen. Uh, Buster has the big advantage here. Uh, playing 67% of the snaps last year, so he's the incumbent. Duke Shelley has a little bit of experience there, uh, but he only played eight snaps on defense. He was primary a special teams player, but only playing 12% there. So, um, you know, I think it's pretty evident that Buster uh, is going to win that spot. So how does he stack up against our numbers? Our... Uh, our defensive snap percentage for him is 67.8, so less than 70%. 80% is what we need for silver. Uh, it's going to be lower for a, a guy that transitions in and out. 67 is actually pretty good for uh, a guy, especially when you look at the uh, overall stats for the Bears. They were in sub-packages on defense uh, roughly two-thirds of the time, so that lines up right around where they were at. Uh, in terms of target percentage, he was in the silver with 11.1. And uh, rating uh, against him, still too high at 91.8. So <clears throat> work to do for in coverage skills for all the Bears defensive backs, or at least all the corners. Uh, so that's how they improve, if they can improve. And I think part of that is things that we've talked about already with the defensive line and our linebackers being able to get more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, that obviously makes the back end of the defense look better, puts them in better positions to take balls away. Okay, so let's move over and talk about safeties. Our goal level player is Eric Weddle. And our silver level player, Eddie Jackson. So great that two of our defensive backs are silver level players. Uh, Eric Weddle, against our defensive snap percentage of 90% that we're looking for, 93. And Eddie Jackson, almost 99%. So both handily meeting the gold level there. In terms of the next most important category for defensive for uh, safety, is solo tackles, so being in a position to support the run and make tackles on their own. 
We're looking for 65 to be gold, 55 to be silver. Eric Weddle had 69. Uh, Eddie Jackson, 51. So gold level for Weddle. Uh, Eddie Jackson just missing out on the silver level. Now, when we talk about uh, defending the pass, as I mentioned when we were talking about the cornerbacks, uh, safeties get less than half of the uh, targets that a cornerback does, so we kind of cut our uh, requirements down as well. So we're looking for 5% target percentage to be gold level, 10% to be silver. Both these players meet the gold level, 4.1 for Eddie Jackson, 4.3 for Weddle. <clears throat> so very good there. And then finally, when we talk about the opposing quarterback rating, so when they do throw that way, uh, Eddie Jackson is doing really well uh, at 57.6 quarterback rating, which is in our silver level. Eric Weddle has something more like what we'd expect for a safety, well over 100. So Eddie Jackson's ball skills are very good. And again, as I said, if uh, the defensive line and the uh, defensive uh, offense, I mean, sorry, linebackers can get some pressure on the quarterback, that's going to bring more opportunities for him to get more turnovers. So how does the rest of the safety room shake down? Well, ha, 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 Clinton Dix was the starter last year. Uh, Bears decided not to re-sign him uh, for monetary reasons, I believe. I don't think it was anything to do with his performance. Um, so we have to replace him. And the top candidate, candidate for that is Tashawn Gibson uh, from the Texans. So let's see how those two guys stack up against each other. Clinton Dix played 99% of the snaps where... Gibson played 81%, uh, so uh, Clinton Dix was in the gold standard and Gibson was in the silver standard. In terms of solo tackles, uh, Clinton Dix was in the silver with 62, and Tashin Gibson is has some work to do. He had 37, we're looking for 55. In terms of opposing uh, target percentage, uh, both are in the gold level at under 5%. In terms of the opposing quarterback rating, uh, Gibson has the edge there uh, being a silver level with 55. We're looking for 60 to be uh, under 60 to be silver. Uh, Clinton Dix at 67 wasn't at the silver level. So uh, while he was good in run support, uh, he uh, wasn't as good in pass support. And that might be another... Uh, reason why the Bears chose to let him move on. In terms of the rest of the guys on the squad, um, really the the there's not a lot uh, to look at. It's mostly guys who are special teams. You got Sherrick McManus and DeAndre Houston Carson who are uh, staples on the special teams. Uh, nobody else really plays a lot of uh, snaps on defense. So overall, the Bears had 14 guys take snaps for them and as a defensive back last year. So let's see how that shakes out. Obviously, Kyle Fuller, Jalen Johnson, uh, Buster Screen, Duke Shelley, those guys are all locks, I think, at uh, cornerback for them. At safety, I think you have Eddie Jackson, uh, um, Toshin Gibson, and uh, Sherrick McManus, DeAndre Houston Carson. So that's eight guys. Uh, 
So we have some more that we can fill in with, right? Now, I wouldn't say they're going to carry 14 again this year. Uh, I think there were 14 uh, due to some injury issues, either on uh, the defensive backside or in other positions where they brought guys up to get them experience and get some uh, time on special teams. But the I would say at least they're going to get with the 11 to 12. So we're looking at four other guys um, that potentially could make the squad. Uh, in terms of cornerbacks, you're looking at Artie Burns and Xavier Crawford. Could be a couple of guys. They've signed them as free agents. In terms of uh, other guys that were already on the squad, uh, Kevin Tolliver would be the other guy. So that leaves us with one potential spot left. Uh, and we'll take a guy from the uh, safety position, and we'll probably call that uh, Dion Bush. Um He's a guy that they re-signed in the offseason, so I think that gives him an inside edge there. So where does that leave us overall? I think with the improvements of the defensive line in terms of Akeem Hicks being healthy, uh, I think that's going to improve the linebackers, which will improve the defensive backs overall. So it's great that we have two silver-level players in the defensive back position, we do have two newcomers, one of them being a rookie, coming in to compete for starting roles. So anything that the front seven can do to make the job easier for these guys will be helpful. But I would say look early in the season for uh, there to be some struggles on the back end of the defense because you've got some new players coming in. But overall, I think it's a pretty solid group between um, the incumbent starters and some incumbent backups. Uh, that you can function. Um, you're just hoping for these newcomers to come in and uh, raise the overall level of the defense. All right, so that not only wraps up this week's podcast, it wraps up our retrospective of the Bears roster. As always, thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.